TV, their uh, back-to-school struggles on Good Morning America, and they're talking about the laptop shortage. Try to buy a Chromebook anywhere in the United States right now. Not possible. They do not exist. Target, Walmart, Best Buy is completely out nationwide. Somebody got to get the word to China. Get your slave laborers humping. Come on. I waited too long thinking that, well, there weren't anyone I looked like a month ago, but I thought, well, there'll be some around, but there aren't because every kid all of a sudden needs one. They just don't exist. Luckily, we had an extra uh, Apple Mac Air something or other that I wasn't actually using. I'm going to use that for my son, but you can't buy a Chromebook right now. I wonder if we still have one of my kids from when they were in uh, high school or college. Put that thing on eBay and make a mint. How old are your kids? Rip what are they, people they, off. They run on coal. You shovel coal into them. Yeah, good enough. Just crank them up. I'll just claim they're new, and then uh, you know when people try to return them to me, I'll uh, not answer their you calls. Play pong on that thing. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> um, uh, duh, what was I going to say? Oh, so we got this text. We're talking a little bit about the convention. I was planning to watch zero. I didn't watch any last week except for Biden. I was planning to watch none this week, except for Trump. Then I found out Trump was on every night. So I'm flipping through the channels last night. I come across some of the convention. Trump was, uh, they said Donald Trump coming up in a few minutes. I thought, okay, I'll bite. I'll, I'll see how that is. And he did a little thing sitting in, uh, I don't know if he was in the Oval Office or where he was, with a bunch of people that had been uh, prisoners in other countries. I can tell you if it was the Oval Office or not. What shape was the room? <laughs> <laughs> Rectangular. Was it, say, a circle but kind of longish? Um, and he was interviewing people that he had, uh, our government had gotten out of being held hostage in Iran and North Korea and various places. How interesting. And I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty well done. And, and Donald Trump, the, you know, host of the apprentice skills showed through. And so I got kind of sucked in and then I saw a couple of speeches and I saw the highlights of Herschel Walker, former NFL star Heisman Trophy winner, black guy, mm-hmm. saying I've known Donald Trump for 34 years. He is no racist and, and here's why you should vote Republican. And I thought, man, that's really good. Then there was some uh, black Democratic congressman for somewhere reason saying we all been voting the same way forever. What has it gotten us? And I just I started watching and I thought it was pretty damn good. Pretty slick, pretty well done. Nikki Haley, um, Indian American uh, UN ambassador thought she was really good. Mm-hmm. Tim Scott was really good. Knocked we, it we, out of the park. We played a bunch of clips from him. I did miss this. We got this text. After the convention last night, none of the pundits mentioned Mr. Maximo Alvarez's speech about escaping Cuba and seeing the specter of emerging communist gov- government in our country today. I thought his speech was uh, incredibly moving and compelling, if difficult to understand. Okay? So we dug up some of his speech and we thought we'd play it for you. I haven't heard it myself. Looking forward to this. I'm speaking to you today because I have seen people like this before. I've seen movements like this before. I've seen ideas like this before. And I am here to tell you, we cannot let them take over our country. I heard the promises of Fidel Castro. And I can never forget all those who grew up around me, who look like me who suffer and starve and died because they believe those empty promises. They swallow the communist poison pill. If you have a chance, go to the Freedom Tower in Miami. Stop and listen. You can still hear the sounds of those broken promises. It is the sound of waves in the ocean carrying families clinging to pieces of wood. Families with children who can't swim, but willing to risk everything to reach this blessed land. 
It is the sound of tears hitting the paper of an application to become an American citizen. Most heard and liked the promises, but soon after, they experienced the reality. Look at them, listen to them, learn the truth. Those false promises spread the wealth, free education, free health care, defund the police, trust the socialist state more than your family and your community. They don't sound radical to my ears. They sound familiar. Mm. And Fidel Castro was asked if he was a communist. He said he was a Roman Catholic. He knew he had to hide the truth. But the country I was born in is gone, totally destroyed. When I watch the news in Seattle, Chicago, Portland, and other cities, when I see the history being rewritten, when I hear the promises, I've heard echoes, I've hear echoes of the former life I never wanted to hear again. Well, those promises didn't sound radical to my ears. They sounded familiar. That's a good line right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, so they ran several times during the convention last night. And if I were Trump, I'd make sure this was on TV everywhere. TV and radio. Radio is really where you should spend your advertising dollars Certainly. for political stuff. TV is a bit of a fad. I think it's kind of going by the wayside. Radio is where you get your entertainment. But just play that clip endlessly of Bernie Sanders saying if Joe Biden's elected, he'll be the most progressive president since FDR. Because Biden Biden's career is not that left, but... Bernie says he's going to be, and you know, I'd run the heck out of that. Sure, I don't know what Biden's going to be when he's president. He's got a he's got a heck of a, a you know um, uh, an energized uh, group on his flank there that wants to push him toward everything Mr. Alvarez was just talking about. Everything's free, free health care for everybody, including illegals, free college for everybody, including yeah, illegals. Good. Everything's free. We just everything's going to be free. That's a lie. It's impossible. It can't be done. It's on its face a lie. Mm-hmm. Well, and the only way to get anywhere close is mass confiscation of land, businesses, income, etc. And anybody who resists will be imprisoned. I mean, that's the only way you can conceivably pay for that. And, of course, you can't pay for it for long. And then you have people fleeing your country, and you have armed guards and walls, and you shoot people who try to leave. So that's a hell of a future to sign up for. But 1988 Joe Biden was not only a Republican, a conservative Republican. Compared to, you know, the Democratic Party to, you know, mostly most of his stances at this point. So, yeah, which Joe Biden shows up in the Oval Office if indeed he wins? I don't have the slightest idea. I really don't. And if I thought he would be reasonable and push back against the left, I'd say so. I don't know, though. I have no clue. And plus, I think he's not going to live that long <laughs> or, or be functional. Watch me. I mean, Reagan's neurological difficulties were grossly overstated in the media for obvious reasons. They hated him. Well, when he ran, he was, what, 68? But toward the end of his second term, sure enough, he was starting to have some challenges. Um, And Joe Biden absolutely shows signs of fading. And so, no, I don't think he'll make it four years. I wonder, does uh, an incredibly... 
difficult mentally job, uh, does that speed up decline or have no effect whatsoever? I actually don't know. I, I would actually think it would help. But yeah, that, yeah, that's right. Most studies show that, that keeping your brain active and everything mm-hmm. lights that off. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, one of the most interesting things I think we've ever talked about, or it's something I remember the most, is that uh, learning a new skill or doing puzzles or whatever uh, will keep your brain young and sharp, but you have to be frustrated. Yeah, that that's is when you know it's working. That is huge. And as you get older, you you obviously try to avoid that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I, that, that feeling of, I just can't get this, oh, is is just like working out with your muscles and they hurt. Right. You have to cause pain to keep it, you know, healthy. Which is something? It really is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I do that I do that particularly the best place for me is with a musical instrument, like trying new scales and trying to do this sort of stuff. And it's just so frustrating to me. It doesn't come naturally and everything like that. It's just so hard. But I know that's very valuable for your brain. Mm. And we have a tendency to want to, especially the older you get, okay, I've made some money, I'm comfortable, I got, you know, my retirement's inside, whatever. Why do I want anything that's going to be painful to learn? I hear you. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm relaxing. But you atrophy if you do that. Yep, yep. And you're making me feel guilty. I'll play the same old things over and over again. (laughs) My guitar's terrible. It's human tendency. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, oh, 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 uh, Jason Whitlock, Whitlock, a journalist, uh, writes a lot about sports, but he writes about society and the rest of it. He's a black man. His new column says, uh, is entitled rather, uh, LeBron James is a bigot. Ooh-wee. And it is uh, strongly worded and he makes a decent enough case. Perhaps we'll put it in front of you, the jury of our peers. We'll play a little of what LeBron James said last night after the game that they won. That's what the article's all about. Okay. Yep. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Rebound, Anthony Davis, JaVale McGee will get credit for that rebound. He gets it ahead to LeBron. 45-footer by LeBron is good. What? I mean, this is... An absolute annihilation. Lakers by 38. Oh, my God. 91 to 53. You're up by 35, and you toss up a 40-some footer for some reason. Is that at the end of something, or did he do it just to do it? I mean, he's an amazing basketball player. Okay, Maybe the best ever. Has worked incredibly hard at his craft. If you admire basketball players, he's uh, the most admirable. Seems to be a great family man. Uh, indeed, I don't doubt that for a second. Jason Whitlock has written a column, on the other hand, entitled, LeBron James is a Bigot. And uh, it is uh, written with a pen dipped in sarcasm, but I think you'll get the tone of it. It has to do with LeBron James being rather outspoken on various issues, including police shootings. I will quote Mr. Whitlock. Time for Black Lives Matter 101, Volume 4. BLM 101 is dedicated to educating professional athletes about the negative consequences of the Black Lives Matter movement. BLM 101 makes every effort to avoid snark and ridicule. Today, that will be difficult. Okay, let's head to the NBA bubble at Disney World and check in with the NBA Police Review Board, headed by Internal Affairs Officer LeBron James. From his Florida hotel, Officer James is leading the investigation in the Kenosha, Wisconsin, police-involved shooting of Jacob Blake. 
Monday morning, less than 24 hours after Kenosha police shot Blake seven times, James filed his initial report on the incident, tweeting, quote, And you all wonder why we say what we say about the police? Someone please tell me what WTF is this? Exactly another black man being targeted. This S is so wrong and so sad. Feel so sorry for him, his family, and our people. We want justice. Monday night, after acquiring additional information while moonlighting as a small forward in a playoff game against the Portland Trailblazers, Officer James held a press conference to discuss the shooting. Uh, go ahead. I think we have a little clip of it. If you're sitting here telling me that there was no way to subdue that gentleman um, or, or detain him or to just before the firing of guns, um, then you, you, you're sitting here and you're lying to not only me, you're lying to every African American, every black person in the community. Go ahead and hit the other one. It hurts. It hurts. And it's this through the grace of God that he's still living. Like seven shots, close range, and he's still alive. That's through the grace of God right there. And um, my prayers goes out to that family and that community. But I got nothing nice to say about those cops at all. Then he went on to say, I know people get tired of hearing me say it, but we are scared as black people in America. Black men, black women, black kids, we are terrified. Jason Whitlock writes, I'm black. I'm not scared. I'm not terrified. Neither is LeBron James. He's lying. He and the political activists controlling him want black people to immerse themselves in fear. Fear is a tool used to control people. If you comply with police instructions, there is virtually no chance of an American citizen being harmed by police. If you watch the video, there were multiple moments where if they wanted to, they could have tackled Blake, Officer James said. They could have grabbed him. You know, they could have done that. Why? Why does it always have to get to a point where we see guns firing? It's very difficult to investigate police shootings and and play NBA playoff games. Officer James is clearly unaware of a second video that shows police on the opposite side of Blake's car wrestling with Blake on the ground. Blake escapes the police, gets to his feet, and walks to the driver's side of his vehicle. I'm sure someone on the NBA police review board will show James the second video at some point Tuesday. Then he quotes uh, Kyle Kuzma talking about, uh, quite frankly, it's disgusting to have multiple cops around not even think about using a taser. Again, the Lakers' investigative team is clearly unaware of the second video and reports that police initially tried to use a taser on Blake. James then speculating on the mindset of the police officers, and then he goes into some more stuff James said. Um, LeBron James has more than 40 million followers on Twitter. It's a long column. I'm just going to touch on parts of it. Doesn't he have a moral responsibility to be informed and measured before commenting on a controversy that could spur, could inspire civil unrest? What's the harm in waiting 48 hours, 72 hours, or a week? Is James intentionally being used as an agent of chaos? His logic is consistent with the logic of white bigots. James uses occasional anecdotes to make sweeping negative generalizations about white police officers. James' Twitter feed looks like a transcript from a KKK rally. Can't you hear the Grand Wizard of the Klan shouting to his followers in the aftermath of O.J. Simpson? And you all wonder why we say what we say about black people. Um, As a black man, that sort of racist tactic should be terrifying. He's demonizing a group of white people based on the behavior of a few. The race That racist tactic was used to deny us freedom in this country. No one who professes to care about the welfare of black people would adopt the tactics of white bigots. 
Uh, there's there's more to it. We can we'll post the link under hot links at armstrongandgetty.com. But it's get, a it's a ballsy column. I have to assume, yeah, I'd say it is. I'd say it is because you know you're a sports writer, uh, really heavily criticizing you know one of the most popular sports stars in the world. Um, I, I assume LeBron will respond to that in some fashion. I bet he will. Yeah, I'm curious to see if he does. Will he be asked about it after the game? Probably. God, that, that, just, just the fact that this is what you get in the post-game conference. Discussions of uh, the most serious things going on in the world. Right. And and frankly, half-cocked discussions. But um, I died donate a substantial amount of money to charity to uh, sponsor Jason Whitlock and LeBron James talking it out. Probably be good for everybody. Yeah, heck yeah. I wonder if they could get that going. Maybe bring a couple more folks in. Yeah. Tim Scott, U.S. Senator, for instance. Um, buildings burning down in Kenosha, Wisconsin last night. Entire furniture store burned to the ground. Because the furniture oppressed somebody? No justice, no peace. Yeah. Uh, Troubling I'm, times, man. You shouldn't have the most popular basketball player in the world trying to whip up uh, anger and hatred and fear. It's just not good. I should mention to you, there's been some movement in the polling on the whole protest thing that could be significant with the election coming up in a little bit. We'll pay you off on that uh, coming up in just a moment. Yeah, wow. Now, if that tide turns, the tide of public opinion, that could be a big factor. Yeah, I'd say so. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, oh, t- uh, this uh, this just out. Tim Scott, he's the uh, the rock star of the day. He spoke at the Republican convention last night. To what extent it's a convention? Um, the Hill reporting: Tim Scott splits with Trump. Says mail-in ballots will quote will work out just fine. <laughs> um. I, I don't. I, if there are appropriate safeguards, then they don't mail them to every single person registered. I just got an email from this guy. Uh, he got uh, an email from the uh, uh, the uh, Secretary of State in California offering him a ballot. He hasn't lived in California since '02. Yeah. Um, well, don't fill it out then. <laughs> but people will, Sean. Those less honest and honorable than you, sir. I'm not as worried about uh, uh, on purpose abusing of it as i am just people reacting to the the realities of a big percentage of mail-in ballots get thrown out Mm -hmm. and if it's close people are going to assume there was some you know untoward things going on right and you'll have big time lawyers who will over claim how wrong what was done is because that's what lawyers do yeah. Um. And but people will believe their side's lawyers. Um. Back to the shooting in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Just just a couple of things on that. That. Uh, but I hate talking about this, but you know we have cities on fire. We may have more cities on fire if people keep going with the most inflammatory rhetoric. If you'll pardon that expression. Mm-hmm. One thing came across this: a guy named Josh Crashauer, who's into polling, said a new Pew survey found that violent crime is now the fifth most important issue for voters, 
listing it as very important. It's right up there with the COVID. The Republican convention last night, if you were watching it much, mentioned a lot and had images a lot of burning cities. It didn't get mentioned at all last week in the Democratic convention. But the Republicans are going to hammer it a lot, and it would appear that is rising up the list of concerns among voters. And then this from Sarah Longwell, who's with the bulwark. She can't stand Trump and says this. The ongoing violence in American cities is an increasing vulnerability for Dems. It's popping in my focus groups as well. Americans were originally on the side of the protesters, but as the unrest continues, attitudes are shifting. It's the one R talking point that is starting to stick. Wow. So in spite of the absolute blackout of coverage of the, you know, violent Mandor Marxist uh, rioters, uh, Americans are getting the idea. They've, they're seeing it. They're hearing about it. That's good. Laura Logan, we quoted her early, early during the show today that, look, uh, journalists are getting murdered for even mentioning Antifa. And so they just don't bother. They don't need the grief. So I'm just glad people are hearing. So that's, if, the, if the polls continue to go that direction where people see all this unrest as more of a law and order problem than they do of a civil rights movement, um, and, and the R's own that issue in mm. terms of trying to bring safety back to the city, and the Dems are blamed for it, you know, uh, pushing it, um, that could be huge. I mean, that could move many, many votes in a lot of different places. Yeah, depending on how it develops. We'll see. I'm also bothered by this. She had the shooting in Wisconsin. I personally am saying I got nothing to say about the shooting because we're a couple of days in. And like with the George Floyd thing, new videos kept coming out, including one. What last was it last week or the week before? Yeah. Months later Mm -hmm. um, that gave a lot of people a completely different view of what happened there. So I don't know. I don't know what happened. I'll wait till I hear or see more. But this CBS Evening News last night interviewed. Um. uh, psychologist, I guess, therapist. These kids, these babies. So the, the guy who got shot down got shot down. He's alive. He may be paralyzed. But he's alive. His kids were in the car, so his kids saw it. These kids, these babies are going to have psychological issues for the rest of their entire life. Civil rights lawyer Benjamin Crump said of the Kenosha, Wisconsin oh, shooting. Benjamin Crump. Um, Jacob Blake, the man shot, 29-year-old. I don't know if they mentioned this on the CBS Evening News regarding these kids who are going to have psychological issues for watching their father be shot, and I'm sure that's absolutely true. Uh, Any psychological issues from the fact that this guy had a long record of committing crimes, including domestic abuse, Uh, he's a convicted sex offender, Uh, they see or are aware of any of that stuff? What psychological um, ramifications do you have from that? Mm -hmm. Did that come up in the news? Because if it didn't, you're really trying to push things a certain direction. Well, and four cops couldn't subdue this guy, and then he was going into his vehicle. You know, if he had a gun in there, I don't know. It's an if. You know, and he shoots those cops. How are the cops' kids going to do with that? That's just, it's inflammatory. It's its true. Obviously, it's true. Just need to let the facts come in. I'm not sure we should be letting lawyers do the talk, I, I, I get well, why, but... Well, Benjamin Crump is A, an activist, and B, this is how he makes his living. He gets big, giant settlements, and he gets a chunk of it. Well, I don't blame him for doing that, but the CBS Evening News doesn't have to make that a, uh, a part of their show. They Precisely. Don't have to book him. What's that? They don't have to book him right. for an interview. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, well, and that was the headline they tweeted out. 
Right, and they that these and they, poor kids, yeah, will, and, and they took that particular part of it and tweeted it out about these kids and their the psychological issues. Clickbait, with no mention of the psychological issues they might have from having a dad who's committed all these crimes, including, uh, well, I don't know what particularly he did to get convicted of a sex crime. I didn't read that, but he has uh, being arrests for domestic abuse also, which I would imagine the kids were around for probably. You know how these stories know, often yeah. are, but I don't know. Um. Anyway, so that's enough of that. Unfortunately, the story is going to be around for several days, if not weeks. The we con- need to do better as a society in dealing with these stories. Stories, and the media really, really needs to do better. They have so much blood on their hands and so much damage to property on their hands. The media, the way they whip everybody up intentionally to get clicks, it's really disgusting. It really is. Um, tonight. And I wasn't intending on watching any of this so-called convention, but tonight, and I might not tonight. I'm not as I'm not as trip uh, excited about some of the speakers tonight. But Rand Paul speaking, uh, I could watch that. Man, Trump did not treat Rand well when they were running against each other. No, but, indeed. But, but Kamala didn't treat Biden well when they were running against each other, and now they're on the same ticket together. I also have Mike Pompeo speaking tonight. That could be good. Uh, I assume he's going to really try to make it clear that the Republicans are what's holding us, you know, uh, uh, going to hold us up against China. And the Democrats would give away the country. Melania Trump speaking. I have no interest in hearing a single word Melania Trump says. Maybe that makes me a bad person because she's a woman. No, because I don't care what the spouse of elected officials have to say about anything. Yeah, you've got four, three, three different Trumps speaking tonight. That's plenty. Including Tiffany, really? Which one's she? She the really young, the youngest, uh, the youngest one, uh, youngest daughter. She was with Marla Maples when he was uh, married to Marla Maples. You mean which? Who's his mom? Her yeah. mom? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think you're right. I don't. Uh, Eric, Melania, Tiffany. Too many Trumps. Although they'll they'll try to humanize their dad. They know him very differently than his image in the. Right in the in the press, the wildly irresponsible press. Um, I'm looking through. Man, there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen speakers today. <laughs> Herschel Walker said last night he's the football star. Black guy said I've known Trump for thirty four years. He's not a racist. He said I have no idea what the Democratic Party stands for because they won't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny line. Wow, Nicholas Sandman is uh, speaking tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to hear what that young lad says. Although, honestly, I, I don't need 20-year-olds lecturing me about anything, even if I agree with them. But I'll be interested to hear his story, though. So the fact that uh, crime has risen up the list of concerns for voting and is now fifth and getting close to being tied with COVID... Uh, probably brought you this. Five million Americans became first-time gun owners this year. Biggest surge in gun ownership in history. Wow. Five million people that had never owned. So a lot of times when you hear the explosion of gun buying, it's people like, <clears throat> thinking of a couple of friends of mine, who have so many guns and get another one. Because mm-hmm. um, they, they're into guns. They're like, collectors. Yeah, yeah, they're collectors. And they Enthusiasts. like it. And here's a, good, here's a good way you can convince your wife or husband or whatever that you should get another one. But uh, five million people that never owned a gun. That's a big deal to go from being a non-gun owner to a gun owner. It is indeed. You're, you're crossing a line, and there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. 
Five million people became first-time gun owners. Take some, take some classes. Learn how to use your new uh, yeah. your new tool. Yeah, get a safe. Etc. Yeah, if you have kids and everything. Mine is readily accessible. Oh, before I had kids? Man, mine Please. was loaded up on top of the shelf. I could grab it at a moment's notice. Yeah. 357 Magnum ready to go. I have ulster I wear around the house. <laughs> just that. Some that just never, that and the mask oh, yeah. sometimes. Well, we got curtains. <laughs> and then every once in a while you hear a weird noise outside. You're like Yosemite Sam. Pow, pow! Pow, pow, pow! One on each hand. I just squeeze shots right out the window. The closed window. <laughs> Ah, oh, that'd be irresponsible. Ooh, the big nasty coyote was right next to our backyard yesterday. Baxi was going crazy. Baxter, my dog, barking and snarling. The thing looked at him like, yeah, you bring it. Because it's a wild beast. Mm-hmm. And I can't decide what I want to do about the thing. We got an email from a guy. He said, and you can't shoot it. Uh, who says I can't shoot it? I don't know. I brought it up su- last week. I'm you not said- supposed to oh, shoot okay. it. Gotcha. <laughs> Whether I will or not is, I don't know. Um, but I don't have, I mean, I'd have to shoot it with my air rifle, which is a pretty good air rifle, but it shoots pellets that are not going to kill a coyote. That might bring him down, and then I'd have to pump several more into him to put oh. him out of its misery. Because oh, I'm, I'm a compassionate man. If I'm going to cull a, a vermin, you'll I don't want to torture it. You'll be wearing a coyote fur vest to work the next day. but At least shorts. Coyote shorts. It's not big enough to make a vest. but So I was thinking, you know, it's menacing neighborhood pets and the rest of it. There was a rather chilling story. Uh, some neighbors of ours, they were walking their puppy along one of the the walking paths through my community. And it's it's semi-rural, I would describe it as. Um, and this thing was, uh, their puppy kept looking back and looking back. And finally they turned around. And this thing is 20 yards behind them trotting along, looking at them and looking at their little dog. And they turned and looked at the thing, and it did not not back off an inch. Just stared at him with its teeth bared. You sure it's a coyote and not El Chucacabra? It's a coyote. Um, But anyway, uh, (laughs) but then somebody uh, sent us an email. One of our alert listeners, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com is the email address, um, said, you mentioned the coyotes kill cats. Cats are an environmental disaster. They kill birds. They kill baby birds. Their crap is a petri dish of of disease. This guy was in the sciences, and uh, he said, "Let the coyote kill all the cats. It's a it's doing you good." Wiley them, coyote, mm. super genius. Mm. Seems to be the regular kind. But <laughs> and your shirt's not Nel Chucacabra. <laughs> no, it is not. Is it Anne and Chucacabra? Go- like there are several, or is there one? L. El Chupacabra. 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 Yes. Whatever the goat sucker. Yeah. The go- oh, that's what it is. The go- but is yes. there one or are there multiple? Uh, I'd imagine it's... Uh, I've heard it's people a- say it's an El Chupacabra. <laughs> right. But as opposed to the. Right. It's a breed. It's. I don't think it's like a Loch Ness monster. It's, it's <laughs> an alleged beast. <laughs> the goat sucker. It's not like the Loch Ness monster. Uh. No, nobody says it's an... Lock neck monster, like there are several of them. Right. You could have one in your local pond. Right, right exactly. Yeah. It's, there's the. No, I think it's <laughs> it's a species, the chupacabra. Now, Bigfoot, we believe there are multiple big feet. Yeah, that one progressive uh, insurance ad is pretty funny. Why'd you call me that? Bigfoot. It's your name, right? My name is Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> pretty amusing. We'll close strong. That's our plan. Armstrong and Getty. Strong and- 
Meanwhile, the rich and famous are still throwing parties in the Hamptons, of course. And the new thing is to pay for everyone to get a rapid COVID test at the door. These fast tests sound like a made-up way for rich people to turn people away from their party. Oh, no, Billy Joel's here. Boop. Oh, this thing says you're positive. Can someone drive Piano Man home? Oh, 107. Yeah, better step on it. I'm just, yeah. a, just intrigued by that. It's a, it's a shot at Billy Joel for yeah, some reason. Yeah, exactly. Out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And he deserved to uh, to earn a kicking. Um, looking through my news feed, see if there's anything we need to catch up on right before we get out of here. Turns out Tiffany Trump went to a Georgetown Law School. Graduate. Okay. Did not know that. Yeah, I wonder if that yeah, was she was, a, on, uh, she was on the row team. I'll, yeah, I'll show you the Photoshop picture of it. <laughs> that's kind of what I was hinting at. What's his name? Took her test, just like for Trump. Oh, stop it. Now you've gone too far. Now you're trafficking in rumor and innuendo. Happy birthday today. He's 90. Sean Connery. Wow. Bond. The James first Bond. James Bond is 90 years old today. That's old. Yes, indeed. How many how many Sean Connery movies have I watched in my lifetime? I'll bet I'd be shocked if I knew. I've watched quite a few uh, James Bond movies, so but I think other than that, it's just The Untouchables. Which did he win an Oscar for that? He was really good in that. He may have. Nobody knows. He was an old man then. The uh, and that was twenty years ago. That's the Chicago way. He passed up a role in The Matrix. To star in the uh, movie The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And uh, in retrospect, he looked at that and said, I've lost my ability to pick scripts. I'm going to step away from the acting thing. Really? Yeah. Son of a bitch. Wow. Yeah, so I'm, I'm fairly certain that League was his uh, his last, at least, big movie that, hmm. that he attempted. But he was uh, he was up for the, the Lawrence Fishburne role in, in The Matrix. Huh. Scottish, don't you know? He was a bodybuilder. Did not know he was a bodybuilder. He was Mr. Uh, something or other. That was pre-steroids. Yeah, when, when you, you were like, just strong. You just looked like a normal human being who worked out a lot. You looked like a barrel with chest hair. <laughs> Precisely. We've now entered Final Thoughts with your host, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Here's your host, Joseph Getty. Hey, let's get some final thought from everybody on the crew, beginning with Michelangelo pressing the buttons in the controller. Michael! Uh, yeah, tonight, uh, Nicholas Sandman, um, he's going to go off script and instead of talking about Republicans, just tell everybody how to win at Fortnite. There you go. He's a kid, you see. He's a kid, yeah. yeah I get it. Uh, Positive Sean is our producer. He likes the video games. Sean, final thought? I feel like uh, as a country, we were so close to actually addressing some of the issues with uh, police accountability and their their unions protecting bad cops, but I feel like that window is slipping away as we just uh, re- retreat into our camps of, of, of political parties or i didn't have a finish to that yeah, well, yeah I'll pick we, up we on get that. you we, we hear you i'll pick up on that for my final thought too i think i think that's absolutely true it seemed like there is some momentum to do some things that are popular in both parties and with different ideologies and that's not even a conversation anymore no. the uh, police union stuff and all, all that just has gone out the window all right i have that's my lineup jason whitlock lebron james sam harris uh, a liberal, but is really working to bring the truth about police accountability and shootings, that sort of thing. And Barack freaking Obama. That'd be pretty good. Four of them get together, calm, adults. And Trump. What? How would he help? <laughs> uh, no, I'm putting the lineup together. It's my team. <laughs> and Trump. Pay-per-view. Hmm. Donald Trump, the guy from The Apprentice. 
How many Trumps are speaking tonight? Three? Three. Four. Three. Four? Three. So there's one last night. So Tiffany, four. Melania, and Eric. And uh, Don Jr. was last night. So four Trumps in two nights. That's a lot of Trumps. Well, Trump himself is talking, right? So that oh, would yeah. be four. Exactly. He's on tonight. Well, and Spelunka, isn't she talking later in the I week? I don't know Spelunka. The, the cutie. Uh, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Oh, so, so many people think. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have the uh, Jason Whitlock column. He calls LeBron James a bigot. Tim Scott's knockout speech at the RNC. All sorts of good stuff. Hot links. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not... Uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Beijing Biden is so weak on China that the intelligence community recently assessed that the Chinese Communist Party favors Biden. Come on. Arm.